0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Okay, it's 2021. How's your social media strategy looking? Are you up to date with TikTok and Clubhouse? Do you need to be? And do you really know who's looking after your digital marketing? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. If you haven't hit the ground running with a strong social media plan yet, don't panic. Kate Fennessy, director of Paperboat Digital, is here to fill us in on seven of the latest trends to keep in mind. The good news? You don't have to do everything. Simply do what works best for your business. After five years in advertising, Kate escaped to become a social media marketer and started her agency, Paperboat Digital, five years ago. She's seen it all, the good and bad. And with the digital marketing industry often called out for bad practices, I began by asking Kate for her take on the issue.
1: I don't hear it as often in my lane, which is social media marketing, but advertising spending, so Facebook ads, Google ads, and website building, which is not really social media, but they're the areas that I hear those nasty stories, where people might have been locked out of a Facebook account or spent thousands of dollars with no results or got no communication. That's often the worst one. People are sending money off, hearing nothing, and it's falling apart. Our industry is so fast moving. It's not regulated. There are people in it that are probably out of their depths and claiming to do what they can't really do. I kind of get that. But for me, I have to say I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups for social media specifically, marketers. 99% of them are constantly on there saying, how can I help my client? Give me advice. I need to do the following. My client needs this. My client wants this. What is the best way? They really want to do the right thing. I see a huge desire from my industry to get success because our success is the client's success.
0: This is a question that gets asked a lot. Is it really necessary for a business to dedicate expertise to social media?
1: I'm actually going to use a buzzword here, which I try usually to avoid, but the phrase is called table stakes. You have to have a seat at the table. The idea of not investing, whether it's outsourcing or internally upskilling, In social media to me is quite crazy. It's a risk. It's a risk that you're not there directing it and having input. And the thing with social media that people have to realise is your organisation, your business will be talked about. It will exist on social media with or without you.
0: But, you know, I've got a Facebook page and Joe Bloggs has their Instagram and we've all got our social media profiles. Can't we just do the same for our business? Isn't it just as simple as that? I'm
1: so glad you raised that because it's so true. I think social media suffers from that reputation because it's in our pockets. We can all tweet. We can all do anything on social media at any given time. But what I would challenge businesses to think about is if I said to them, Do you care about your communication strategy? If you change the word social media marketing to communication strategy or to your customer service channels, of course they're going to care about that. So I think what we have to realise is social media... It's changing and evolving all the time. In two, five, ten years, it'll probably be unrecognisable. What doesn't change is the desire to communicate. Social media just happens to be a convenient and accessible form of doing that. So would you ignore communications as a business? No. So why would you therefore ignore social media, which is currently where a lot of that interface happens between you and your customers? Mm. Linking back to some of the stories you hear of things going badly, there is a knowledge gap between a lot of what clients understand and what they're asking services providers to provide for them. And if that knowledge gap is closed, that's smart for your business. Mm. So even upskilling to a point where you can manage your service provider well
0: Mm. makes sense. So then what can business owners do to make sure that they're outsourcing to a reputable social media house?
1: I think the best thing is relationships, to be honest, Nikki, because whether you're working with someone offshore, remote or in your city, get on the Zoom, on the phone, have a coffee with them, ask them the questions, admit to them what you know and don't know. Say to them, here's where we're at and I need to know from you the following and ask them for help. Mm -hmm. Ask them to show you how Facebook, the back end's working. Ask them, is my business manager set up properly? Ask them about their experience. Where have they come from? What are they passionate about? Because a lot of the ones who are a bit dodgy really, they're just there to make money. Mm. Now, if someone's just there to make money, you're going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly if you just have a conversation with them. If someone is passionate about good communication or trying to get good results, they're going to show you that and potentially be prepared to upskill enough so that you can understand what service is being provided for you so that you're not going to get locked out of your account or you understand if your ads are constantly being rejected that your account might get shut down. That's the other thing. Don't be passive. Be proactive. Just because it's out of your knowledge area, perhaps, doesn't mean that you can't be in there asking the questions and working it out and seeing data. So don't be passive. Don't sit and forget. And don't just give someone the keys to your business, especially someone you don't know. So that's my advice. Build a relationship and don't be passive. Be proactive. Mm -hmm. Ask questions. Don't be
0: embarrassed. Well, on the lines of those more practical applications, Kate, you've got seven trends that business owners do need to consider when they're thinking about their social media strategy for 2021 and beyond. And the first is Instagram saves as the new metric. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So I mean the new metric to watch in a sense. So it's not a new functionality. Saves have been around for a while, but like with everything in, in particularly Facebook and Instagram, the platforms are constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So saves have now become more comprehensive. So when you save a post for later, you can now categorise it. You can add it to a collection. You might save food recipe posts. You might save fashion inspiration. You might save inspirational posts that make you feel good. And I guess what I'm seeing here as a trend is that saves are becoming an interesting metric to watch. There's many metrics we watch. We're watching traffic to our website. We're, of course, watching sales, conversions. We're watching engagement of our audiences on our platforms. We're watching follower numbers, the old classic engagement metric, which is called a vanity metric now because it doesn't necessarily... Mean anything. You could have thousands of followers, millions, and yet pathetic engagement, pathetic conversions. So, the reason I think saves is interesting is because it's a morsel for them that they want to return to. When we think with that lens on, how do I create content that's saveable? We're actually starting to think, what am I providing that's valuable, interesting enough, actually helpful, actually useful? And I think that they're the connections you want on social media where people connecting with your brand on a deeper level because you're being useful and helpful or motivational, inspiring, whatever it is. So I think saves are a really good way to look at content creation.
0: Now, second is Instagram is becoming more SEO friendly. The key signal
1: here is that longer form copy. So writing Instagram posts that are more detailed, that go essentially below the fold people have to sort of actively scroll to read them. And the words you're putting in places like your bio on Instagram and your content now is going to start to matter more, which is really good in terms of some of the effort and time we're spending on all these platforms. I think that's a good sign that perhaps there's going to be a better digital footprint left from all the work we're doing.
0: And what's the third trend that business owners should implement into their socials, Kate?
1: Brand values. It's been talked about for years. It's becoming evidenced that customers care about who you are, what you stand for. And I know, of course, ultimately it is about sales. I get that. But the modern consumer is so savvy. They have so much choice. I think more and more, particularly younger people coming through, values matter to them. Are you sustainable? Are you ethical? Are you diverse? We're seeing a huge trend of diversity in imagery, which is so welcomed and so about time, because that's a values thing. People care about values. Are you harming the environment? Are you treating your staff well? I think businesses who come out with a really strong ethos and strong values tend to do well. So I think it's more than ever important for brands to express that. And I think social media is a great place to do that.
0: Now, personalisation is the fourth trend. Hasn't this always been important for brands?
1: Yes, definitely. But they haven't always been doing it. And again, some of these trends are pretty evergreen in a sense, but they're just more apparent at the moment. And more than ever, being human and personalising is is so important. We now have such a suite of functionality. It's like a smorgasbord. You can utilise stories for fantastic behind-the-scenes moments to show who you are. I think what we're really seeing, particularly with the popularity of TikTok, it is not polished. It is not perfect. It is a lot about spontaneity. There's some really interesting experts on TikTok sharing insights in the most blurry, weird looking way. They don't care anymore. The younger generations, Gen Z, they don't really care for polished, beautiful content. They care for interesting content or something that's adding value. So this idea that DMs, messages, direct messaging, conversations, that's what it's all about. For a lot of standard organisation or business, they still can be stuck in that polished, perfect picture land, talking like a professional brand and forgetting to be human. And is Trend 5 a result of the pandemic, do you think? Trend 5 is support local or shop local. No, it's not super new, but it was very much enhanced and I'd say really amplified by the pandemic. Particularly speaking from an Australian point of view, I think we saw immediately with closed borders and issues with trade and the way we worked with exports, for example, it became, how can I support this Australian company that now can't send their products overseas? So we've always loved supporting small business. I think that trend's been around for five or so years, maybe more, but I think it's really in the spotlight now because you would hear my hairdresser, who's a client as well as my hairdresser, (laughs) she had to close during the pandemic. It was awful. It breaks your heart. It was so hard to watch. And you want to support them. So the minute that she came back, those posts did beautifully. And we've seen some fantastic examples pop up. Buy from the bush, spend with us are some perhaps Victorian examples, but people getting together to actually make it easy for the consumer to support local.
0: So I definitely think that's a strong trend here to stay. You also raised changes to iOS and Facebook ads as the sixth trend. What's happening there, Kate?
1: The layman's explanation of it is that For people who use iPhones, which is a lot of people, you used to not have to opt in for the kind of functionality that allows for remarketing. So as you're browsing around on your phone, you're leaving a little trail that could then be utilised by Facebook advertising. That is now going to be an opt-in situation. When you update your phone, the latest version apparently is going to make it more clear to me that I'm opting in to agree to be followed around the internet. Now, a lot of people won't want to do that. So it's going to mean that remarketing for Facebook mobile users on iPhones is going to be limited. Now, we don't know yet how limited, so that'll just be one to watch.
0: And finally, new platforms and features continue to pop up all over the place, Clubhouse, TikTok. What's this trend for business owners to keep in mind this year? So
1: my message would be keep an eye on the bubbling, changing landscape But look at the broader trends and what it means. You don't have to be on every single thing. Some businesses are still having massive success by just pushing what works for them. They might be excellent at stories and they do that well and they just keep at it. A simple trend I've seen lately is a lot of people doing multiple image posts in Instagram, which means they're uploading text-based images and explaining something. So Mm. people are flicking through and reading and some accounts are solely doing that and getting great success. So would I be saying to them, quick, rush onto TikTok and do a million reels? No, their strategy is working. What do all these trends mean? They're more authentic. Like I said, TikTok is less polished. Mm -hmm. It's spontaneous. We heard for years, live, live. Everything's about live. TikTok has essentially got that live feel to it, that unedited, in the moment spontaneity clubhouse. It's live. It's absolutely intimate, actually, and it's paired back. It's vulnerable. It's an audio app where you're talking live as if you're calling up a radio station all at the one time. And, you know, use the new features. Whenever Facebook and Instagram introduce new features, you kind of get rewarded in an algorithm sense for partaking. But I don't think we need to be a slave to it. Remember what you're trying to do. It's like a smorgasbord. Use what works for you and don't panic. A lot of people panic. Just remember, it's just communication. Choose the tools that work for you. Choose the pace, the cadence that works for you and go for it. But keep an eye on it. It's good to keep an eye on and see what's going on. TikTok's having a big cultural impact. There's such funny and clever content coming out of it and I'm pretty
0: excited to see what Clubhouse does as well. That was Paperboat Digital Director, Kate Fennessy. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at Bedaily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z ars.com.au